And I'm actually just wondering, how the heck do normal people, and I say normal as in who are home every night, come up with dinner plans every night? <laughs> like, it is the worst. I had no idea, and I'm so sorry to my wife that she's had to figure it out on That's her own for all these years. Hope Talk, a PCM podcast. We're hanging out this morning here with Chad Michael Matson, Ariel Moon Munoz, and John Burton Lowry. Good Burton. morning, guys. Wow, what Thank an you. official uh, welcome we have had. Otherwise known as Unspoken. When was the last time either of y'all heard your name like that? Um, so beautiful, well said. I don't know. I, will, I, I, I feel bad that I don't have a middle name for some reason. <laughs> uh, probably uh, 25 years ago and my mother would yell at me would she use the full name sometimes sometimes mm-hmm. did you always know you're in trouble when you heard the full name it, it wasn't like a, you know I feel like it's like kind of a southern thing uh-huh. you know where they use all these names it wasn't really a very common thing so if it if it got used there, something was about to hit the fan <laughs> John what do you think uh, yeah, well, I passed that name on to my son as a middle name, too, because oh, it's really? my father's name and his father before. So I was like, OK, I got to do it. To Are my you son. a junior? No. OK. Just, yeah. just, just the Burton name was. Okay. Yeah, we I, I was like, OK, it's going to be. So, yeah, I hear it when I yell at him all the time now. But he's two <laughs> years old, so he doesn't understand. How much are you yelling at him now, though? As a two-year-old. Not not too much. Okay, good. <laughs> when he can understand it, maybe. He's probably yelling at you. <laughs> exactly. That's true. That's true. Let's talk about that for a second. All three of you are fathers. Um, what's been this year, 2021 alone, what's been the highlight as a dad? I think being there, you know, being home has been the highlight for um, for us in regards to taking the kids to school. And yeah. and I'm actually just wondering, how the heck do normal people, and I say normal as in who are home every night, come up with dinner plans every night? <laughs> like, it is the worst. I had no idea. And I'm so sorry to my wife that she's had to figure it out on That's her own for all these years. least favorite thing. Yeah. Is it really picking out the meals? Is yeah, your wife's least favorite yeah, thing? Yeah, kids are picky, you know. But uh, I think being home every night, the, the reading, the, you know, just these little things. Um, of course, then you have soccer or you have, you know, a fishing trip or you have different things. I went to the Upper Peninsula in Michigan where my father was from and stayed at his uh, family hunting camp out in the middle of the, the woods. And, and so my son came with me. And uh, so that was special. But I just think all the little moments that I take for granted when I'm on the road. Yeah. Now, what's what's your youngest? My Chad? youngest is eight eight year old girl, eleven year old girl, and a fourteen year old boy. And who? Why didn't anyone tell me teenagers were so stupid? Okay. So <laughs> Mark Twain once said, "I've used this several times on this podcast. When you have kids, put them in a pickle barrel with a knot hole, and when they get to be teenagers, plug up the knot hole." That's what Mark Twain said. So I, I believe that. John, you you've got some young ones. I do. Yep. I'm not experiencing that 14 thing yet, so now I know what to look forward to. So mm-hmm. thanks for just putting that cloud over my head. <laughs> Ariel never told me a darn thing. I wish I had known. What, what's, what's, what's the ages of yours, John? Uh, so my girl is seven, another girl is five, and then my boy's two. Two years old. Okay. All right. Ariel, what is your youngest child? How old? He's, uh, he just turned 20. 
20 years old. Is is that the young man sitting over here behind us in the studio? Yeah, that's him, Kenny. Good deal, yeah. Kenny. All right, so what's been your highlight as a dad personally this year? Um, Man, knowing that my oldest one is married out of the house. It's funny because I was just talking about that with my wife because we're doing a secret Santa, oh, wow. which is always hard to do with a close family. Yeah. So we said we're not going to tell who's giving who to anyone. So it's a secret Santa. So everybody have an issue, and it's it's taking care of that because I want to buy my own things. I buy my own things when I want to, and so it's so hard to get. But on all seriousness, I told my kids, like I said, I think they're everybody's asking just to place their senses like you know what's gonna what we're gonna get to that and who's getting that so i said dude honestly man for me it's a gift when we can all sit together Mm. and the same table and i just sit back and enjoy my family yeah dude i i cannot trade that for anything sure it's just unbelievable you know, we're talking about just being off the road for a while because of what this season caused you to do that. How long? Uh, I was trying to look that up. Has it been 10 years that Unspoken's been a band or been l- way longer than that? 18. Ooh. 18. Okay, so almost twice that then. Mm-hmm. Um, J-Fest, you all are back on the stage on the line. You've been on the J-Fest line now for three years in a row. I don't know if you all know that or not. <laughs> yeah, we, we keep moving it. building. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're building up that anticipation there. If you could go back 18 years... What would you tell yourselves then about how to be better ready for today? Wow. Thanks, Dad. Should have given us a heads up on that question. <laughs> I mean, honestly, sitting here turning inside, I, I'm so grateful that, you know, one of the greatest promises that we have in the Psalms is the leading of God. Mm. You know, David talks about it always, you know, and he talks about your word is a lamp into my feet. You know, and then he goes in Psalm 23 about the shepherd, and and but there, the the theme of God's leading us is through it, and so um, the, I don't think there's any easy way to take a hard road, you know. And for believers, you know, we have there's a lot of hard load ro- hard roads for being human in general. So I think I'm grateful that. God didn't show me any more than I needed to see yeah. so that I could learn to trust in his character and who he is, um, although that's super annoying because <laughs> I want to see. If I had known what it was going to cost me, yeah. I would have never done this. I, sw- I promise you that. So I'm grateful that the God in his wisdom showed me enough um, to take the next step. Um, I-, I don't know. I mean... I struggle so badly with just a lot of different things, and I don't know if any one thing I could say to myself would help me in that. Um, but just to, uh, you know, what I already knew then, which was just yeah. prioritize my time with the Lord, and and to make that the focus. And you know, I know it now. And yeah. there are seasons I do it well, and I don't. So you know, I think those are just. I don't think there's one thing that I, I you know what it would be to invest in Bitcoin. That's what it would be. <laughs> <I'm> Tesla, <laughs> a Tesla, a Tesla. Yeah. Somebody explain Bitcoin to me, and then I'll be ready for the next one. Uh, there, there. I don't get it. So, Ariel, you mentioned that Christmas. Are, are you getting together for your whole family? Yeah. Will that be the highlight of your Christmas then coming up? Of course. Uh, yeah. I. It's 100. percent Okay. Yeah. It's, if we we it's like since I was a kid. 
I we I suffered my through my uh, uh, we me and my siblings through my father's ministry. And he didn't know because wow. he was so devoted to be the best guy, and he was you know he grew up there to be even the president you know worldwide about and that and council, but. It was. He felt like it was failing at home, and we knew that later. Mm-hmm. So my sister did a, did a family meeting, and and we were eleven. My sister were nineteen, and she was a dad. You always traveling. You always in churches. You always doing this for these people. You always doing that for that people. We miss your home. I miss you seeing you know uh, rolling on the floor with the kids with me and my brother. And uh, we were a lot skinnier back back there, you know, so he could have handled <laughs> he us. He could have taken you, yeah. There. But uh, but that you know he he came to a realization that ministry is good, but family is more important. Yeah, and that that I can translate that to us here on Spoken, and to your answer to your question, it's like uh, I think the only way that we could you know got this far is just because the priorities. Yes, we get confused on the road a little bit here sure. and there. But the priority is our family, and then the ministry, not the other way around. My testimony kind of mirrors your dad's. I was a youth pastor full-time in church work forever, mm-hmm. and it almost cost me my family. Because yeah. my wife at one point said, look, you're a great youth pastor, but you're not being too good of a husband or a dad yeah. because you're never home. And so I had to make some pretty serious decisions there. Sound like your dad did too. And how did that yeah. impact your kids? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's my Big point, time. man. John, what's Christmas going to be like for your old family? Oh, let's with three little ones. Yeah, every year we uh, Christmas Eve we all get together. My wife's parents are in town. Her sisters here, uh, and then some friends and stuff. We get together and we all sit around the Yamaha five hundred pound Yamaha piano that all these guys in this room helped me carry up the stairs. Actually, <laughs> even Kenny over there, Ariel's son, was there for it. So they were part of this too. We get around the piano and we sing Christmas carols wow. and we feast and yeah. Why did you choose a 500 pound piano when all these new modern day keyboards can make the same? Just sound? to give it up to us, just, yeah. <laughs> hmm. you know. I just wanted to share the love with my friends. What about the Matson family? What's it going to look like at Christmas time this year? Uh, well, we we drive around, look at Christmas lights, and there's some like some of those synchronized, oh, synchronized. Yeah. Um, things going on um we you know <clears throat> well usually christmas eve since we haven't had family where we lived mm-hmm. um we we usually our friends are our family since um the last couple of years my brother and sister have moved to town as well um with their family so we'll do something on christmas eve when i was a kid we always went to church at my grandma's church and had dinner at her house and so we'll do something kind of whoever doesn't have family in town, whoever doesn't have people will gather kind of Christmas Eve, do something. And then, um, you know, we always give the pajamas and the small gift at night. Um, Which the kids hate, by the way. Did you yeah, know that? Yeah. I just want to make sure you knew that. I was like, eh. <laughs> um, Am I right, Kenny? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. He says yes. Um, and and then, you know, Christmas Day, we'll usually kind of hang and, and then end up going with family or friends and do something. So just, you know, that community and... That's cool. He said PJs. Like, do you have a pair of PJs? No. 
You don't want to know what I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't, if you can't tell yet, or if you haven't already, uh, Unspoken is a diverse band. I'm not talking about Ariel. I'm talking about these two guys that are Yankees from way up north. So, um, but uh, but uh, Ariel, tell us about Port Christmas in Puerto Rico. What are the differences between Christmas in America, the way you with your family here, oh, versus when you grew up in Puerto Rico? That's a man. Uh, people are gonna hate me for this one because he's so cool. It's loud. It's like it's like as soon as you finish eating your turkey, man, it's party time. Like a Christmas music start loud in every house, so you can drive through a neighborhood and listen to. It's like a, being on a party that nobody put. You know, so they they should put the same radio station together, but it's like. <laughs> a, but that's I think. Listen, when you go to, for example, the old San Juan, I told friends of mine, I said, "Dude, don't be surprised if you see people just gathering." And it's not nothing special. Just a couple of guys bring some percussion uh, percussion instruments. They start playing songs, and people start dancing and gathering. It's, it's unbelievable. That I miss because yeah. it's uh, you know I I get it. You know when here it's like forty degrees in in, in on a December twenty four, it's ninety five Puerto Rico. Sure. <laughs> so you're in the beach during the day, and then you go party and 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 you know get with the family, and everybody's loud outside. So yeah. It's it's yeah it's home it's it feels I miss that. John, are your kids old enough to have something to really look forward to at Christmas? If so, what do you think the most important thing they're looking forward to right now is? Oh, probably the presents because we keep joking about why don't we not do presents this year and that and that always causes a huge uproar. <laughs> so I'm guessing that is the biggest thing. Is there a quote unquote <laughs> tickle me Elmo type item that you all are having a hard time finding for the kids this year? Tickle me Elmo was like several years ago i remember, I remember, I remember that. yeah um i don't know because we haven't started shopping yet so really okay <laughs> we'll <laughs> see okay so whatever i'm sure we will have a hard time finding by the time we start looking but. chad what about you guys uh you know you got teenagers presents, so i mean 100 percent. you know i was nah, i don't know if i should I, we had uh, some santa talks this year yeah and i'm not going to say much more than that sure sure um uh, for a little ears listening, but the idea was, you know, again, just trying to beat the i the idea of the gifts we bring because of the wise men, and also yeah. because God's given us this gift. But it's hard, you know, to be, you know, we all want our kids to be like these super spiritual, you know, they're just kids, <laughs> you know, they're excited about getting gifts, and and some of my kids are excited about giving gifts, you know, others oh, cool. aren't so excited, they could care less. Um, in some ways, but um, you know, the thing that stinks about having teenagers is that everything they want, it, just like me, there's nothing I want that's less than a thousand bucks, you know, <laughs> that I haven't already bought myself. So right. it's like, wh- what do you want for Christmas? Uh, underwear? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Things. Yeah. Uh, I play golf, so there's like, you know, little uh, golf things that, that they can get me, but. My kids will be excited about obviously getting the gifts and and we'll find a place to serve this year too, like the city mission or the, you know, we usually, there's a thing called people loving Nashville. Mm -hmm. And just for people that are even listening now, one of the greatest gifts that we can give our kids is to show them um, by action and by having them be involved in serving Mm -hmm. the least of these, because that's one of the things that defines us as believers. And we, I feel like we forget a lot about that. And so we, we normally will do something like that at, around Christmas as well uh, with our home group and stuff. So uh, that stuff's important. What were you going to say, Ariel? Oh, no. He's, he lied just one thing. He said about buying underwears. 
I just walked yesterday to his house. His wife putting laundry together. I'm looking at the floor. I said, wait a minute. I'm the one who buys those underwears in the store. What are you doing? It's like, he probably stole it from me on tour. <laughs> I have definitely been guilty. Of that. Have you what? Really? Yeah. Dude. Now, Chad, earlier today, before we even started this, you told me something. I just may be way, way behind. But what was the little thing you said that rhymed there as far as gifts go? With kids? This is brilliant. I wish I had done this with my kids. Well, the thing is, is that we're still trying to figure it out. Like, our kids expect so much. We live in a... In a country that is so excessive and i i struggle with it a little bit right and i don't want to over spiritualize everything but just that indulgence into everything we want we get and so you know of course as parents we don't want to disappoint our kids and so i feel like every year my wife and i are like buying extra stuff as the things go on just to make sure they they're excited about it um but there's a thing that my my wife has been trying to convince us all to do which is something you want something you need, something to wear, something to read. And so it's four presents. Now, I mean, that's the thing. is like four presents can be opened in a lickety split. Not unless you go one at a time. Well, we, we usually do. Okay. But even okay. so, like all yeah. the, you know, they, my kids might have 15 presents, 20, mm. I don't know, from different, um, you know, people going on. But I do like that idea because it also gives us the idea of, you know what, we don't need to satisfy or fulfill every desire everything that we we're not going to be able to do that for the kids let's do some important things and then let's take that money and let's go give it to the poor serve in that kind of way and so i'm just trying to build that community within myself and it's hard for parents to do it you know because we want to over bless our kids you know sure something you want something you need something to wear something to read yeah I love that. I would have been so angry about the read part. <laughs> I would have been so angry about the wear part. Really? Yeah. You didn't like the Christmas like, jammies or the, no, the clothes no. and stuff no, I mean, like that? Now kids want $500 sneakers. You oh, know? yeah. I want the BB gun. Oh, there you go. That's, your eye out. that's Some, something you something want. You, okay, yeah. Something you want, something you need, something to read, something to shoot, something. Anyway, yeah, we, we'll fit it and make it work somehow. Hey, let's shift gears away from Christmas a little bit, I guess. We can talk about a little drummer boy. Um, Ariel, I have a neighborhood high school drumline kid that lives in our neighborhood. So not so much now because marching season's over with, but during the spring and the summer, we usually have a drum solo every night while the kids rehearse, which I give him all the props in the world for putting in the practice time. What makes the best drummers? What kind of advice would you give to any of our kids or anybody that's wanting to pick up the drums? Man, first, I regret not taking music in school. Straight up. You know, when you're old, you realize, this, man, just for fun. I just got lucky that I play in a band that is busy. and uh, But... That would be awesome if I could have read music. Oh, wow. Just you will see it from different perspective that I cannot. Yeah, I was like, dude, well, you're never, you're never too old to learn. So <laughs> I'm old to learn. Right? I'm busy and all this stuff. And I would have loved to. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I said I was, I've been playing drums since I was a kid. So I'm sorry for those parents that <laughs> want to buy a $1,000 drum set for a oh, kid wow. that he's excited for uh, 30 minutes and then the drum set go to the closet. Wow. But it's, it's just, I think it's something that you have to want to do it. So, Any certain techniques or anything you would encourage kids to, to learn or work on? Man, on yes. Tupperware? No. <laughs> well, that's how I started. I My mother used to allow me to get all the pots and pans of the – 
And then I, I'm, I couldn't afford drumsticks, so my father take the uh, wooden spoons and cut wow. the end, and that was my drumsticks. So that's and then now one thing that it's it's crazy is I I used to do I used to play the this is how old I am man the forty five vinyl yeah oh yeah my mother teach me how to play it and then I just play on top of it that's okay. how I learn and okay. I that's think why today, it has such good tempo I yeah. think today so to play to other music that's a that's a good exactly tip. today with iPods and stuff you put your iPods and just start banging something hmm. and start doing the same cuts that you hear I think that's a free teaching lesson right there yeah that's good so. that's good. Our listener may not know, but but Ariel, you know firsthand what the COVID fight is like <laughs> as you battled through that. What did God teach you through that whole thing? I uh, appreciate friends and family yeah. and every day that you have in this earth to uh, looking from a different perspective, uh, from a surviving point. Yeah. Uh, from every day you get, you know, you wake up, you have the chance to see the sun, enjoy your family, you know, love your kids. What did the rest of the band learn through through Ariel's battle with COVID? He's a really good drummer. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, Chad and his wife, they they went uh, way and beyond what I could ask for somebody to be there all the time. And he spent a day with me. Actually, he was the last person who they allowed to be in the hospital. Wow. After that, they canceled all the uh, the visitations. Oh, I thought so. maybe he did something wrong. No, we spent, the, yeah. that point. we spent it because the that band was possible. about to go on tour, so we spent the whole day talking about everything, and then we helped because I, we do, I do almost half of the work for the road, and so mm. I said, okay, you got to do this, you got to do that, and make sure you call this person. This guy already talked to him, so he took care of all that. And uh, But that 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 time to be there you know just a friend that uh, tells something different you're a big strapping independent guy i don't know if, if how much of that is is Baby taught weight from or how much of it puerto, is puerto, no, from puerto rico <laughs> but it's hard and, and we were talking at one point in time about how hard it is to be that depend or that independent person to have to suddenly rely on other people to help you and to minister to you and allow them to serve you. I and I know that's a, that's a big lesson to learn because I and as I told you earlier, I don't. I'm that type of person that I. He's the worst. He's the <laughs> worst at that. I don't ask. I'm never going to ask you for anything that I can do on my own. Yeah. And it's not self selfishness, as they call it, or right. or, right. or or just right. not pride, pride or, pride or, no, or no, ego. No, no, no. It's just that. If, if you know if I can do it, I can make it. I can buy it. I don't need it. So it's for me. It's it's hard to do that. But then uh, it's the you know, chat always telling me to just say thank you and grab it and take it and move on. It's like, it just it's just it's for me that was hard to comprehend. And yeah. seeing people, which is uh, yeah, I'm always having you know a tough time talking about it because it was something I discovered late in life how people care for others that mm. not related to you. They don't have to be related yeah. to you. But I got food. I got money. I got cars. I got like over 250 cars that are people that I don't know. Yeah. That the nurse comes into the room and says, I guess you're famous. <laughs> they say, what is this? Just a bunch of cards. So what they doing, they collecting and then all, all during the day and then at night they bring it over to the room. <laughs> wow. So you had lots of reading, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's, it's uh, yeah. Man, it's a it's definitely a learning experience. The name of this podcast that we have is the Hope Talks Podcast. John, as we're coming to the end of 2021, 
how do we find hope this time in this year and looking back at everything we've been through? Hmm. Um, man, I think uh, I we, promise you we're going to yeah. get to some fun, easy, laid back questions here in a minute. <laughs> no, we were we were talking about this kind of in the midst of 2020 even. And uh, we ended up writing a song about it called Good News. Yeah. It was just sort of a fun song. But we we're in the midst of all like this bad news. Uh, you know, there there was nothing good out there that you were hearing from anybody really everywhere you looked and uh, we realized well what people need good news what is good news what's the best news that's ever happened and that was uh, you know that god came into this world and uh you know he came and he died and he, he lived a perfect life he died for our sins and that you know, the gospel is the definition of the good news and that's what people need to hear so uh, that is the hope of the world, you know, Emmanuel, yeah. God with us. Amen. Chad, where do you find hope? Where do you draw your hope from? Um, I think, you know, the scriptures, I think a lot. Um, different things that God's kind of put on my heart and my, you know, I think about like all the prophets who, mm. you know, at the time they didn't have the Holy Spirit like we do. Now God lives in us. And at that point, God had to show up talk to them and then send them on their way and it's like you know they were given instruction and and had this encounter with god to then go and it's not like every time they got discouraged the lord you know right. ran over and said here i am again okay blah 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 they had to hold on to what god had spoken to them and 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 the experience that they had you know with the lord and so we find that through the bible we find that through things that god puts into our hearts and and speaks to our spirit and then we hold on to those things and i remember uh there's this verse in uh in david where david makes this bad decision and and all of these um uh, uh warriors families and kids get uh, murdered um in this battle and and they were so distraught that they wanted to kill david as their leader and, uh, and so um, David was also equally distraught for them, for the loss of their families. And it said that, um, you know, he was so low and he uh, went off by himself and he encouraged himself mm -hmm. in the Lord. And so sometimes we, we have others encourage us in the Lord and sometimes we have to go off by ourselves and, and tell ourselves what the truth is tell ourselves that there is hope, tell ourselves all the things we already know, but that seem to get drowned out by the things that are happening around us. So I think, you know, community is a big part of that. You know, the people that you know and you trust, and if you don't have that, you need to run to find it. Um, and that's, you know, one thing with Ariel being sick or, or um, you know, uh, we've battled with addiction and uh, anxiety, mental health stuff, and it's like, we wouldn't have made it without yeah. people. Um, and... Uh, so I, I did want to say one thing about, um, you know, there, there is two kinds of humility. Um, one is the ability to receive something from somebody else. And another is the ability to give to somebody. And so over the years, you know, and maybe Ariel went to college and was a successful architect and, you know, all these other things. And I was a drug addict and, you know, went right into ministry and was always poor and... <clears throat> So I had God sent a lot of people to give uh, to meet my physical needs and things like that. And so it took a lot of humility to learn how to receive that gift. And now mm. that I have, um, you know, it takes a different kind of humility to be able to give. Yeah. Um, but how awesome is it when you're the giver and 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 um, 
And so you have to remember that when you're the one receiving as well. Sure. To say, man, this this is a gift for them to be able to do this. It's not a burden. Yeah. Um, so there's just some different kinds of ways to think about, you know, that what what it's like to, to give and receive, but that both take humility and um, and and both are a gift. You mentioned community a couple of times in, in that response, and you and I were sharing earlier about something that you're involved in that is really, I'd never heard of this before, but a Bible study over the phone? Yes. Tell me about this. So there is a ministry called Soldiers for Faith. So you can go to soldiersforfaith.com. Spelled out for or the number four? Uh, spelled out for, okay. F-O-R. Um, and there they do these call-in Bible studies, and so... Um, uh, we have a friend that started this ministry with his kids when they left the house. So he said, man, I, st- I want to stay connected with my kids. And so he got his sons and their friends to jump on a Bible study. And it kind of turned into this, this uh, you know, thing where they had hundreds of people on. And so um, Unspoken, you know, um, because we're friends with, with uh, this, the guy who started it, um, we had said, man, I would love to be a part of that. You know, we, we started during the pandemic this thing called the at-home concert experience. And you can go to the at-home concert experience.com as well. But that was a, us to be able to play shows mm-hmm. and, and provide some income for artists as well as um, bring a show into people's house. And it's interactive. They can see you. You can see them. They can wow. ask questions. So it's been super cool because we we started that. We've had Danny Goki, We Are Messengers for Kane Country, Zach Williams, Big Daddy Weed, Building 429. You know, it's like the list goes on. We've had everybody. And the whole goal there is to meet people where they're at, you know, with this music and ministry. But really, it's to point them to these Bible studies. And so I think we've had 400 400 more people in the last year sign up for Bible studies, weekly Bible studies. I teach one on Wednesday, and we're going through the book of James, and it's an hour long. It's it's interactive. You don't have to dress up. You you can just get your coffee and your pajamas and dial in. Some of them are at night. Some are in the morning. Some are women's. Some are men's. Some are combined. But it's been neat for me to not only teach but to be on one as well. Um, because again, unpacking these different things in the scriptures helps the word of God come alive. And it's really like a virtual home group. Yeah. And my group of people stays connected all week long. And they're like Alaska, the Philippines, Connecticut, New Jersey, Texas, you know, they're from all over the place, but it's become a community. And so we need that. And and we need to to be studying the word with people. So you have no excuse at this point. Like I get if your schedule is busy and blah, 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 and you can't make it to church. If you can, you should. But if you can't, you have no excuse because there is a Bible study every day of the week. And you can get on one and, and it will feed your soul. What's the website again for that? Soldiersforfaith.com. And then we have a Christmas series um, where we just had Riley Clemens and Tasha oh, cool. Layton. And we're yeah. going to have a bunch of other acts um, with that at-home concert experience. So I host the shows. Ariel's behind the scenes. And it's just it's really cool. And people can go on. It's free. And uh, it's interactive. It's it's neat. That's cool. Okay, so you mentioned the good news song that came out in 2020. In the life of a song, in the history of a song, the health, that's old news now. That song <laughs> is, right? Yeah. Are we going to have new, unspoken, the band music by J-Fest, May 21st? Absolutely. Yes. It's funny to say good news on day. Hey, here's the good news. There's COVID. <laughs> everything's, everything's done. <laughs> Wait, what, what, can you tease us with anything um, that's know, coming we've up? We've got a lot of, you know, um, we've been working hard 
Um, of course, digging into the Bible and making sure that our lyrics are, you know, um, you know, these things that are theologically correct yet still fun. So whether it's upbeat and you're going to bring, you're going to see this diversity, this signature unspoken sound. Yeah. Um, you know, there's upbeat, um, uh, joyful stuff. Um, there is things that are, you know, these big faith songs. So we're excited. Our goal is to never make the same record twice. So to always kind of, you know, take what makes us us, but then, you know, expand on that. So I, I am more excited just about getting this music out there. And maybe it's because I'm just more excited about the Lord as I've had yeah. a perspective change. But uh, I do think the music is is going to be fresh and it's going to be meaningful and it's going to be fun. And so we're super excited. We're doing this absolutely insane video for our first single. And, uh, you know, we did. Ariel's not going to be a security guard, is he? No. And, okay. All right. <laughs> Ariel's been a security guard in almost every other Christian video I've seen. <laughs> well, it's the producer. He, he has that look. But um, no, I'm just a fat, bad guy, bald, bearded guy, <laughs> that, scary looking guy. Yeah, <laughs> but a lot of a lot of fun stuff coming up, and we have a tour in March coming up with Ben Fuller. Oh, cool! And Ben Fuller is a uh, recovering addict. He's a new artist on Providence uh, record label, and his music is powerful. Mm. And so I'm super pumped about all the things that God's doing. And again, it's like been so long of holding like this growth and this pushing forward. You know, the definition of perseverance is moving forward despite a resistance, mm. you know, that kind of thing. And so there's a lot of that in our lives. It doesn't mean that we're on, we're not on the right track. Normally it would mean that we are on the right track, yeah. um, but just to continue to push through and we're about to be pushing through all this resistance into you know the highway and so we're excited i bet you are john getting back to touring and all of that every time that i that i with a band per se there used to be there usually is somebody who is always the butt of the jokes <laughs> and then there's somebody else who's doing most of the ribbing and things like that mm. there's two more of you that aren't here in the band yeah. They're the who, sweet ones. They're the yeah. sweet, are they? Yeah, I was going to say, who fits those roles? <laughs> well, the, the three of us have been together for like 18 years. Yeah. So, yeah, we're practically like old married couple here. <laughs> so we're always ribbing each other. Uh, but I think Ariel is definitely, he can he can rib people like nobody Really? Else. But Chad is definitely the, the poke you push your buttons kind of guy, too. So, I don't, yeah. I think I Ariel know. makes me the butt of the jokes. I make him the butt of the jokes. Uh -huh. John usually stays pretty even. Um, He's and a straight then we, guy. We I both, always figured God put me in this group to be the glue to like hold them together because <laughs> they're like oil and water. It's like but, when everybody yeah. in the crowd's looking at the two of them going, are, are they going to break into a fight or yeah. something? <laughs> they look over to you and you're just kind of like, nah, well, we're cool. The funny thing is I couldn't, I couldn't believe that God put, a, you know, put this different character together. And we're pretty good friends. We're almost best friends. And he, he okay, the best way to explain it is like he is the teacher that first day of school showed up and said, okay, Everybody have a hundred. All right. So you got to work hard to take it. Keep it there. Keep that hundred. You know, I'm the teacher come early in the morning and say, all right, let's start working and see who's who. You got zero. You know, just <laughs> work, work from there. <laughs> so that balance works so good for our, you know, business, if you want to call it, yeah. or our band. So, but it's totally different. I recently got to check one of the items off of my bucket list. Um, any must-dos for you guys? Any things that you all think, I really want to knock this out of the way here soon? Mm. 
bucket list. I mean, I, honestly, our wives have been such huge supporters over the years that, you know, like we always wanted a tour bus, you know, not because it was flashy, but because it was necessity. Yeah. And the Lord gave us that. We always wanted a song on the radio and the Lord gave us that. We always wanted number one. The Lord gave us that. You know, it's like God's given us so much. And so it is kind of fun to step back and try to figure out how do we make the dreams of our wives who have been just in the backseat wow. supporting us come come true. So, you know, sometimes if you're a mom out there, you just don't have any of these dreams because your life is just drowning in kids. That's normal, you know. And as my kids are getting older, that, you know, is starting to shift. Um, but I think there's some in there. Like, I couldn't think of, of anything that, like, I really care about doing it. I just want to do the Lord's work. And, and um, I don't say that to be, you know, it's like, I play golf, so if I could play at such and such course, if I could play great, if I, I'm yeah. not that kind of, yeah, um, kind of guy. But I, I would love to, to um, see you know one of my wife wife's dreams come true. I'm sure the rest of us. Do as you well. know? Do you know what those dreams are? No, because that's I mean, the important thing. Yeah, I mean, she's just coming out of that season of saying like I don't barely even know who I am. I am right. just identified with, with my kids. <laughs> yeah. So you know, but knowing that those things are going to continue to start to rebirth and and seeing God use her in, in cool ways. So we'll see. Ariel, from back in the student gallery, there you're uh, the student audience here, the studio audience. Uh, your son Kenny said skydiving. Is that something on your list? Oh heck no, man. <laughs> <laughs> look up, do I look like I want to jump off a building? No, not a building, a plane, a plane. Hey, it's almost the same thing. I'm not going to land anyway, you know, straight up in my feet, so <laughs> why bother? Kenny, I'll go with you, dude, anytime. You just let me know, man. We'll do it. Um, when is it, uh, on a normal touring schedule before all the COVID pandemic stuff, when would you all normally get your Christmas decorations up? Or would you come home and your wives already have that done? Yes. <laughs> that's the way it would work you come pretty, home and they're pretty done pretty much yeah yeah it's been anywhere from like week before christmas to before thanksgiving it's like okay. whenever i'm home she waits for me to do that oh she so, does okay yeah. all right that for was, better or for worse that's a sin <laughs> like just go ahead and do it. If, it if his wife was over you know five feet tall she'd probably do some of it but there's just no possible way not there's not a ladder tall enough i hope my wife doesn't listen to this podcast because you're gonna be in trouble big time she's five one i'm just kidding what about you guys are when do y'all put up your christmas lights oh right uh well uh yeah right after thanksgiving yeah okay. like, like typical puerto rican we just want to party yeah and have it you know get the turkey out of the way yes Christmas I, mode. I believe wholeheartedly with one of your all's label mates, record label mate Brandon Heath. It better not be turned on until after the Thanksgiving meal is served. You know, no until then. <laughs> yeah, so, definitely not. Okay, well, just because of that, I'm so tempted. To <laughs> do Brandon, come on over to the house tempted. here, buddy. Yep. He's the ribber. He's over there. <laughs> what about when do they come down? When do the Christmas, My Christmas lights come lights down? were still up. <laughs> They were still up this year, and I pulled them down on Sunday. I put up on, you know, like the 28th or 29th, you know. And my problem is my kids want this elaborate thing, and then they'll give up in 15 minutes, and I'm left for five hours. So yeah. I was like, listen, this year we'll do the front porch, and I'll do whatever you want. We got the blow-ups. We got the lights over the hedges. We got all this stuff, you know. I went up on the... On the roof in some way, but you know my wife is you know I'm just that guy. I'll go into Walmart with no shoes. You know I'll I'll it don't even matter. I I, I lose my wallet and and I'll be at the gas station. I pumped eight dollars in gas and I'm like ask the guy. Listen, I, 
I don't have my wallet. I can't find it. Can I have $8? You know? <laughs> so the Christmas lights being up for me ain't nothing. I could care less. So, but, um, but I took those down and um, um, uh, refigured those ones and hung some new ones. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of what, how to respond to that oh, walking to Walmart without any shoes. Because um, that's if, just if like I normal. I don't, I don't do it on purpose, but if I'm there and I don't have shoes, I'm still going in. Oh, there you go. 100%. There you go. You just rather them tell you yes. So that's why, that's why you see those pictures uh, at Walmart. The you know, at Walmart. Walmart. So you might He's see Chad, you know, a guy with a white beard cast, you know, rocking. <laughs> All right, last question I have for you guys. How can we pray for you, Chad, you, Ariel, you, John, your families, unspoken, your ministry? How can we pray for you guys right now? You know, I feel like, I feel like as I'm coming to the end of a, a year that there are ways that I am not consistent as a parent, as a husband, child of God, right? And that I could, you know, you can pray for me for that consistency, that I could find this, this way and, and um, you know, the, the right way and then be consistent with it. Um, and, uh, you know, I really don't know. I mean, I know that God knows everything, so it's like even praying for the kids and and my wife i know god holds them in their hands and you know the lord starts a work and finishes it so you know just praying for that nearness for my kids you know to be able to experience god and know he's real and not just because we say so um and then you know what my wife has been sacrificing for all these years right and i could tell more stories of in-depth things that were she would consider humiliating of, of uh, hmm. you know, ways that we had to live. But she, you know, we, we have this wonderful house that we bought um, in 2012. But we are a gatherer of people. And whether it's the yard or the parking lot or the whatever it may be, we're growing out of it. And it's just a hard time to buy a house. And I'm just praying for my wife that she gets that place that she just loves, you know, hmm. not because we need it. We have a house, you know. Um, but not every gift that God gives us, we need. You know, sometimes he lavishes his gifts on us because he loves us just like we do our kids. Mm. Um, so, you know, just praying, you know, that that that's something that my wife would just love to have, you know, yeah. a, a better space to gather people. Sure, sure. That's what we do in the, the, our group. It's at Chad's house, so. Yeah, you got to get a big home house, group. Bro. Yeah, please, man, get a. Why you don't get a big house? It's man? not tiny. It's just you know. Yeah. And but part of me, you know, says, "Well, I'm just American. You know, I'm just want more than you know, more, 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 more." And yeah. and I just have to say, you know what, Lord, you know the heart, you know the heart. It'd be different if you wanted more and more and more, a bigger, bigger, bigger house, but you're not using it all that space just to have that wide open space yeah that'd be one thing yeah but if one you're thing. packing it in yeah. and ariel's got to sit on the floor you know <laughs> then that's why you need it well you know it's about you know honestly so he always chad is the guy that opened the house to a lot of people sometimes people that i say chad are you really because yeah. he just have a good heart you know he got a better heart than i have and uh he's he's like that so definitely you need a bigger house 
Why am I paying such high rates for hotel fees when I go to Nashville? I just need to find out Chad's address. Absolutely. Show up on the front door. <laughs> oh, no. You want to be entertained, go to Chad's house. He's always barefooted. He goes yeah, to Walmart. You know, and no. the porch looks awesome. The front porch. <laughs> All year for round, Christmas. Baby. I went in and saw those. Uh, man, it feels like Epcot Center here. What the heck? I end up hanging up a TV, but hey, it's all good. <laughs> all right, what can we pray for you about? Uh, man, you know, I'm in the same position. I'm so blessed. I'm not necessary you know money i i it just i i i got i've got my life back you know it's yeah. like what else i can ask if god give me something that i just well when i was in the hospital i i have done this prayer twice in my life when my father passed and when i was in the hospital in my worst i just asked ask god for peace because mm. uh, <laughs> it's funny it's when you ask when you got peace if if the worst come to worst, you know, I was at peace, knowing that God will take care of the rest. When my father was, you know, was dying, it's a, it's a, I was in peace because God gave me peace, and I took care, make the right decisions. So I found out that when I, if I'm at peace, I, you can make the right decisions for everybody else, and you know, you bring everything to, yeah. let's settle, let's see us up. For me, that's a life is too hectic, man. We. It's it's crazy, and and even though we're not on the road 100%, because when we're on the road and 100%, that's another, you know, okay, make sure that everything works, make sure the guys have what they need, you know, that we got what we need, that the tour got everything to move forward. So it's a lot of work. Yeah. But if you're at peace, man, you make the right decisions, you know, you know that God's in control, and you're just sitting in the back, you know, looking at what God's doing. So that's that's my – I always try to be breathing on everybody's neck, you know. So I just want to <laughs> feel that I – can let go and you know yeah see it work it's beautiful though yeah, yeah it is. john he, he mm-hmm. also is asking that the lord would just use this record you know this hard work that we've been putting yeah. into and use it to build the kingdom and and to do what it's supposed to do but I, that's I actually my prayer but since you were on him I <laughs> but uh but uh, we, and, and i think this record is gonna be awesome it's like we enjoying it so much i don't know because we've been out of the studio for so long yeah that we got together, we're like kids. <laughs> yeah, let's sure. do it. Let's it's do like it. Christmas morning. <laughs> and, oh man, it was yeah. unbelievable. John, what can we pray for you and your family about? Um, I think. Uh, well, I'll start with me. Are pers- the twos terrible? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's definitely hit a he's hit a patch. Yeah, but <laughs> but we know we'll get through it. So, <laughs> um, I think for me, I would love to be better at living in the moment and enjoying the moment and being open to interruption. Because I'm always in my head, um, you know, thinking about what's next um, on the list. What do I have to do? What, and anything that comes into that and interrupts me, whether it be my children or, or something, um, I'm always, I don't know, hold on, I'm working on something. Um, which, uh, and I heard uh, this was really convicting to me because uh, C.S. Lewis's uh, adopted stepson or whatever said that. C.S. Lewis, his father, was always open to interruption. He hmm. could be working on, you know, writing his next book or whatever. But if he would come in and he, he would always be like, "Oh yeah, what what is?" And he would stop whatever he was doing and just spend that time uh, with his son. And so I want to be more like that. Too cool. But uh, yeah, and then for my family, yeah, I just yeah, I I uh, I just pray that they're safe and well and, <laughs> and feel loved. 
You mind if I pray with you guys real quick? Yeah. Oh, man. So. Hey, God, thank you so much for uh, just the time we've gotten to spend with our brothers here. And, Lord, I thank you for the way that you've used them. I thank you for their faithfulness and their obedience to you and how you have gotten them through addictions, through COVID, through all the stuff that you've brought them through. And, God, they're not letting any of that go to waste. They're using that for your glory and for your purposes. And, God, I just thank you for that. The the ministry of this band, Unspoken, is doing just that. Lord, I do pray for Chad that you would uh, continue to work in him and develop that consistency in all levels of his life, being the best dad he can be, continuing to be the best husband he can be for his wife and being her soulmate and being there for her in his relationship with you, God, every single day. I pray that you would help him to be consistent the way he works with his brothers in the band and and just everyone. Thank you for that. Lord, we do pray for the new album that's coming out, that, God, you would truly use that. Thank you for giving them joy as they're putting that together, every little bit of that. And and then, fathers, they're going to see it released and see you take it and and just continue to bless people and use it for what it's supposed to be, uh, to draw people closer to you. Lord, I thank you that you have spared uh, Ariel's life and you have brought him to this point and you've got to still that joy in his heart heart and his life. I thank you for his family too. And God, I just pray that you would teach him that continued peace that passes all understanding in every situation, everything that he faces with. God, just help him in that. Lord, we thank you for John. And Lord, I pray that you would truly help him to continue living and embracing the present. And Lord, when those interruptions come, God, I pray that you would help him to see those for what they are. There are moments, Lord, that you're setting up and you're using for him to connect on a deeper level with his kids or with his wife or or whoever else. God, I just love you and I pray your providence and I pray your blessings over this band this coming up year. And Lord, we just can't wait to see what they're going to do. And Lord, also on the JFest stage as they're going to minister to our folks there. We love you and we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hope Talk, a PCM podcast.